Hi! Welcome to the Jesus in LA podcast, where we get an inside look into the lives of Hollywood Christians. I'm your host, Callie Cheely, and today we're hearing from a conversation I had with producer and ministry leader, Karen Covell. I'm so excited to bring Karen to you today because she's actually a huge mentor of mine. Karen has been a central uniting figure in the Hollywood church for decades. She's also a seasoned evangelist and a talented professional, and she's mentored so many other people in not only entertainment, but also ministry. I'm so excited for you to hear from her. Today, Karen will share her testimony, including not only how she met God, but also how he led her to what she's doing today. And I think you'll think it's pretty cool. Let's listen in. Well, thank you so much again, just for being willing to talk with me. And I I know that I've gotten the pleasure of getting to talk with you so many times over the past few years, but I'm so excited for my listeners to get a chance to probably hear you talk for the first time and just give your perspectives. So thank you so, so much, Karen. Oh, thank you for having me, Kelly. I am sold out to what you're doing and who you are. So I'm really honored to be here. Well, for starters, for those who've never heard your story, and I don't even think I know kind of your whole backstory, could you just give a brief introduction to kind of how God led you into Hollywood and into what you're doing now? Absolutely. I grew up in a home in Chicago, in a suburb of Chicago, a very creative home. My dad was a singer. My mother had been an actress. We went to plays and concerts and all kinds of cultural events. And my oldest sister became an actress. She's still living in New York. And I wanted to be like her. So I went to USC. I came to California um, for college and got accepted into the theater department and found out the first week I got here that they didn't allow freshmen to be in the main stage shows. And I said, well, I came here to act. So what is this about? So I said, I'm going to start a theater company on campus for freshmen and allow them to be able to act. So I got a bunch of other people together. We got a stage up in the student union and we put on shows with the freshmen involved. And I got so into that, producing it, that I never went on stage ever in college. And so I just started creating plays. And then they had a big main stage musical every year in the big theater on campus. And I volunteered to produce that. Then I I brought my husband in. He was a, a music composition major. I, I was doing a show called Pippin. He came in to be the musical director. That's how we got to know each other. And as time went on, about my senior, about at the end of my junior year of school, the um, the head of the department said, Karen, what are you going to do when you graduate? And I said, oh, I don't know. I said, I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm not great at any one thing. And he said, Karen, that's the definition of a producer. (laughs) And so I said, oh, I'll be a producer. And then in the process, my freshman year, I count my home. We went to church, but we had no personal relationship with God. So my freshman year of USC, I was assigned to a college roommate and she was a committed, sold out, born again Christian. And she poured into me all of my freshman year. And she told me about the love of Jesus. And by about three weeks before the end of school, I was walking through campus and I said, God, I want what Debbie has, but there are three things I don't want. I do not want to tell anybody about you because my dad taught me growing up. There are two things you do not talk about in public religion and politics. So I'm like, not talking about it. 
Second of all, I do not want to be a missionary because I remember missionaries coming to our church and they looked like miserable people. Life was hard and it, oh my gosh, it wasn't fun. And the third thing I said, God, I do not want to go to Africa because my, in my mind, when you become a Christian, God sends you to Africa and you have to go live these hard lives there. And I'm like, I'm not into that. Other than that, you have all of me. And I waited for some lightning or thunder and nothing happened. So I just went to class and I came back to the dorm room after class and I walked in the door and said, hi, Debbie. And she looked at me and said, what's different about you? And I said, nothing, because I wasn't going to tell anybody. Yeah. And then that night we were doing homework and she said, Karen, something is different about you. What's going on? And I said, nothing, there's nothing different. And I thought, is something showing what's <laughs> happening to me? And then the next morning I got up to go to class and I was walking toward the dorm room door and she stood in front of the door and she said, Karen, what is going on? Did you become a Christian? I burst into tears. How did you know? Yes, I did yesterday. And she said, I thought so. And we're both crying and she's hugging me and we're all excited. And I said, I have to go to class. I'll talk to you later. So I run out the door. I shut it. And the first thought I had was, okay, God, I'm only telling Debbie and <laughs> nobody else. And the next three weeks of school, I was faithful to that. I went home to Chicago for the summer. And the first thing I learned when I got home was when I thought I had a perfect family, my mom told me that she and my dad were talking about getting divorced. And I was horrified. And all I knew to say was, mom, you need to know about Jesus. He can fix this. Yeah. And she said, what are you talking about? It. And I just bumbled out. He, he changes your life and he can help you guys. And you got to believe in him and you got to accept him into your life. And I'm just going on. And she said, well, how do I do that? And I said, you pray. And she said, well, how do I do that? Just talk to him. Aww. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I led my mom through a prayer and she right there became a Christian. Wow. She told me the first thing she said was, you got to tell your grandmother. <laughs> so in two weeks, she set me up at a restaurant. We both sat down at the table and she said, okay, Karen, tell your grandma what you told me. And I bumbled out about Jesus and she became a Christian. Wow. And then I went back to school in the fall and I started this desire of finding who were the Christians in the theater department. I have to find them, you know, and I was on a mission and I found out I love telling people about Jesus. And then my husband and I got out of school. We were working in the entertainment industry in Hollywood and we learned how hard it is and how competitive. And we suddenly realized we are in a mission field. We are in the world's most influential mission field. Every message that comes out of Hollywood is traveled across the globe and impacts people groups everywhere. And oh my gosh, we are missionaries. We are here to bring Jesus's love to these people. We're here to tell them about the good news of the gospel. We're here to live lives of integrity and encouragement. And we realized that we were missionaries and we got excited about it. And then we had children and we decided we wanted to give them a more global vision of the world. And so we signed up for World Vision and got assigned a boy to pray for. And wouldn't you know it, he was from Africa. <laughs> so we started praying for him and his family and we grew this love for Africa. And then when the boys were older, we took a trip to Africa and it was the most impactful trip I have ever had. And on the way home in the plane, I realized the three things I told God I didn't want became the three biggest joys of my life. Wow. 
That is so cool. So that's my story. And now I'm here in Hollywood. My husband and I, I'm a producer. I produce specials, documentaries. I'm working on a feature film right now. My husband's a composer. He just finished writing the music for 50 episodes of Tom and Jerry on um, HBO Max. That's so fun. And we love our work in the industry. We have two grown sons who are both in the entertainment industry. And we feel honored and privileged to have the vision as Christians to do our work, try to be excellent at what we do, and share our faith, build community, encourage other believers, and uh, be salt and light in this place. Wow. That is so cool, Karen. Thank you so much. I, it is just so cool to see like how rapidly God worked in your life and you know how, how much he changed you in such a short period of time. That is so cool. Well, it's only God because there's nothing I knew I was doing. It was just him shining through me. And I'm just convinced it is so real. It's so powerful to give your life to the Lord that I just will never turn back. Aww, that's amazing. Well, fast forward a lot of time. And now you're the head of a very influential ministry out in Hollywood. Um, for my listeners who have probably never heard of HPN, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Um, I started the Hollywood Prayer Network in 2001. In fact, one month before 9-11. So it was a wild start to a, minist a prayer ministry. But I, my husband and I had a prayer group that we started in the entertainment industry. We really had trouble at first finding Christians. We got them together. We started with six people. We just prayed every month. It went on for 33 years. Wow. It grew to 150 people. We started building community. Over a thousand people came in and out of the prayer um, meetings. And we end up now being close friends with some of those first people that we prayed with. And in the process, Jim and I realized that we're building a Christian community in Hollywood, but there is still a hate relationship between the church and Hollywood. Hollywood hates the church. The church hates Hollywood. And we have a foot in each world and neither one understands mm -hmm. the other. And I wanted that to stop. So I thought I can't get Hollywood to love the church because we have boycotted them. We turned against them. We've thrown out our television sets. We burned our books. You know, we've, we have not been a loving community to Hollywood. But I do believe that if you pray for somebody, you can't hate them. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would mobilize and challenge the church to pray for the people in Hollywood, to look at it as a mission field and to realize they're praying for some of the most influential people on the planet and that they should get excited about that. And as they prayed, their hearts would melt, their hearts would change. And that's what got me excited to start the Hollywood Prayer Network. So in 2001, I launched it. I started trying to find anybody who was a Christian who would listen to me. I even had people in my own church go, pray for Hollywood? Are you kidding? Christians would say, it's Satan's pit. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. You should not go there as a Christian. You'll lose your faith. Or parents were telling their creative children, get a real job. You know, it, you can't make a living there. All of the response from Christians that I encountered was negative, was fearful, was full of anger or full of um, discouragement. And so I knew that prayer was the answer. There's a great quote. I think it was G.K. Chesterton who said, prayer is not preparation for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. 
So as I've been encouraging Christians to pray for Hollywood, I've slowly seen a change. Our community is growing in Hollywood. We now have 15 active ministries. We have people all over the world praying. We have 160 local chapter directors in 40 countries who are all praying for Hollywood, for the global entertainment industry, for the creatives in their own city or country. We have seen Christians slowly say, you know what? I have a heart to pray for these people, or I want to be a professional there and I need support. So the Hollywood Prayer Network is committed to three things, to encourage Christians on the outside, to pray for us on the inside, to pray for storytellers, to pray for performers and creatives and directors and actors and writers, producers, cameramen, makeup people, anybody who's involved in the storytelling process. The second thing is to build community of Christians inside Hollywood. We want Christians here to never feel alone. I believe that there are three fiery darts of the enemy that attack Christians. One is isolation, which causes deep loneliness. The second is discouragement, which makes people want to give up. And third is fear and fear cuts off every other emotion. It becomes self-indulgent. It becomes um, completely stopping, allowing creativity or stopping reaching out. And so isolation, discouragement, and fear are the three things we combat with worship, with prayer, with community, with um, mobilizing people to get a, a mindset that's more heavenly minded, not earthly minded. And the third thing we do is we encourage Christians here to share our faith with our non-believing co-workers, associates, bosses, neighbors, anybody, friends. Um, and as we share our faith, we our community grows and God is more present in this marketplace. Isn't it so cool to hear about Christians living out their faith in Hollywood? We just don't hear about this stuff that often and I think it's the coolest thing. Plus, today you heard about a way that you can get more informed and more involved with Christians in Hollywood, which is such an amazing opportunity. If you'd like more information about HPN, you can check out their website at hollywoodprayernetwork.org. And if you have any questions or comments for me, you can reach me via email at jesusinlapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.